Hey, good morning, Tocast. Live. Well, live while I'm doing it, not live while you're listening to it. We're not that technologically advanced yet. Today we're going to talk about the ongoing saga of the low loaders. Uh, the If you listened to, I think it was three episodes ago, all sorts of commotion over a couple of guys and their low loaders that they bought. If you don't know what a low loader is, it's out of Detroit Wrecker Sales. They build it. They're like one-off trucks. Uh, they sound like they should be one off a cliff. Each one driven right off a cliff. That good. Yeah, quality stuff. Um, you know, I, I haven't... Uh, uh, all all the uh, Detroit Record Services little minions that he ordered to march over here and uh, attempt to shut down the podcast, shut down the uh, the uh, Facebook page, the Twitter. It, it really didn't work because not many of them are well. Let's just say very intelligent. Uh, not a not a not a smart bunch of guys, and they failed miserably because obviously I'm still here and it didn't bother me. I laughed my ass off at the whole thing and all their stupid childish comments. And, uh, you know, they tried to play like tough guys. And what do tough guys do? Well, they turn around and try to report you to Facebook for things that aren't on your page and you didn't do because tough guys always run to Facebook police, right? Is that how they do it? They're not smart enough to get it done with their tongue. So they have to cry to Mr. Zuckerberg about bullying yeah, bunch of bunch of tough guys over on that uh, mafia page there, real tough guys. Anyhow, I'm gonna get to that low loader crap later because I'm really lost interest. But I think people uh, should have a little update now that the the truck with the hydraulic issues I'm told is fixed with some major changes to the hydraulic system, which will uh, ultimately make it a much safer truck and hopefully for the guy making the payments on it a much more reliable truck he can already uh you know he can use daily and have a little bit of faith in uh personally i'd put the damn thing in a fucking richie brothers auction and be done with it but who knows you don't know what's owed on it what you know what the whole deal is with it so uh wanted to get to uh quick clearance learned learned a lot of new things this uh week about quick clearance first of all in towing professional tow professional last month did you see the article on quick clearance uh, written by someone who obviously knows a bit about the quick clearance program, either in Florida or Atlanta. And now this week we find out that uh trip like program risk trip quick clearance uh, governed by the state, I guess is coming to Virginia very soon. Uh, I think it's just around the Richmond area. Maybe Roanoke also. I'm not sure. I, I, I was told Richmond. Uh, they're not going statewide with it yet. But uh, also Texas has it coming too. So Texas, if you weren't aware of that, uh, here you go. Yeah, heard it from me. Uh, these quick clearance programs, they're pretty interesting. You, uh, you, you're, you're sold quite a bit of stuff you really don't end up getting. Uh, you know, unfortunately... Everything comes down to the decisions the powers that be make on the scene. Uh, you know, you, you told all about incident command and all this crap, and 
You guys are professionals. You're stepping up. Uh, we're going to treat you like equals on the scene. No, it becomes pretty evident pretty quickly. You are you are the low man on the scene, even though you're the one actually there getting the work done. But uh, So congratulations to Virginia and Texas. Welcome to the uh, Quick Clearance Club that uh, up till now, I think, just Florida... Florida, Atlanta, and I, I believe uh, Chattanooga. Yeah, Chattanooga has a um, kind of a bastard, bastardized issue of trip up there. Not sure of the details. Um, God, do they need it, man. They got some uh, wicked curves on their interstates winding through town there. But... Uh, it came to my attention that there is a guy on one of these programs who is regularly charging two to three times as much as all the other companies. And what I'm finding interesting is at first you, you, you look at these invoices or you hear about them and you say, Holy shit. You look at that bill and look what they did and look at the photos. And it's like, God damn it. That's a lot. Damn it. They're charging a lot, but then they get it. They get paid this amount of money. Then I start thinking about it. If they're charging like 1500 an hour for a rotator and it's a 50 ton, well, if you, if you price per pound or tonnage, a, a 1075 should be getting about 2500 an hour. And I know that sounds ridiculous to a lot of people, but if you stop and think about it, is it you you've got how many years to make back the cost of that truck so if you financed it for 8 years you've got 8 years to make back 75800,000 plus interest probably close to a million dollars you have 8 years to generate over a million dollars and then let's face it you you would like to think that you made back I don't know, 40, 50% more than what you paid for the truck. So now you're at one and a half million dollars to pay for that truck. That one truck, forget everything else on scene. Is he wrong? Is he wrong by doing 1500 an hour for a 50 ton truck? Uh, then I, I, I find out a little more about this company and I'm told, I don't know this for a fact. This hasn't been told to me by the owner. One of the drivers said, that their three rotator operators are on duty for trip wrecks. Their trip operators are not out running cash calls, private calls, stuff like that. He has got his team, his recovery team, a recovery team, because I'm sure they go home once in a while, on duty all the time waiting for truck wrecks. So now you've got payroll for guys that are sitting around 90% of the time. Again, I ask you, is that wrong? I, I'm beginning to think it's not. They're requiring, traffic is getting worse and worse. Years ago, it was easier to get to these wrecks in 30 minutes like is required. Now the traffic is so bad, they don't allow red lights, they don't allow sirens. Uh, it's just... You're, you're just fighting for yourself trying to get to these wrecks. And yes, there have been several wrecks trying to get to wrecks because these assholes jump on the shoulder of the road. 
and uh, don't want to let you buy. We've also had cases that I've heard of where uh, somebody tells the record services to counter flow from, from another exit. And next thing you know, there's headlights coming at them at about 80 miles an hour because someone screwed up and let the traffic start flowing again. So pretty dangerous. And, and I think a lot of that is reduced when you have your team sitting there waiting on the wreck, ready to go. You find out the wreck happens, get them rolling. All right. They can't do that if there is a, uh, a day cab hanging off the back of their truck on the north side of Atlanta and you're on the south side of Atlanta. How about the guys down on the turnpike? You know, <laughs> that turnpike down there in Florida, that's a long-ass road. Long-ass boring road. Unless there's a truck wreck. So, is it, is it really crazy to get that 1500 per 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 rotator? Uh, I believe they do a four-hour minimum. I am a firm believer in a four-hour minimum. Um, you know, you're going to rent the services of the record service to perform these tasks. Go to a, uh, go to a rental store, your local rental store and ask to rent a chainsaw for half an hour. Not going to happen. You, you're going to buy it by the half of the day, rent it by half of the day. And, uh, so once you get down to all that, if you start breaking down if you start breaking down the uh, the actual cost for you to provide that service that quickly, the ultimate in emergency response, you know, you are ready to go, your equipment's ready to go, your team's ready to go, to maintain that state of readiness 24-7, 365. You break down those costs, I'm going to guess 1500 an hour might be a little low. And, and, uh, I think I'm going to sit down and start doing some math because, uh, you break down the costs of the rotators, the support truck, the payroll, break it out by any, any length of time you choose. Uh, probably most likely the, uh, length of financing on the rotator, break it down by that. And I'm going to guess most guys are going to figure out that they are disgustingly low on prices and, uh, screwing themselves every time they go out. It's it's not like there's 300 companies and the 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 owner of the truck has time to shop around. That truck is to be out of the roadway immediately uh by any means possible. Uh I'm in no I'm in no way condoning grabbing the trucking company by the balls and saying tough shit this is what you're paying. The numbers have to come from a responsible place. You have to be able to say, this is why this costs this much. But if he's running his company that much differently, and that's his business plan, and that's how he's set to run, and his guys are set to run, then it's costing him a lot more to run like that. And he is honestly doing it the right way, where the others are just hoping for the best each time that that risk or trip activation comes in. Uh, it's, it's worth looking at. Definitely worth looking at. Cause you know, a lot of guys, uh, look, look down on, on his, uh, pricing and the way he does things. But, but boy, when you look at the invoice itself, eh, from my side, it's kind of hard to argue what he's doing. So, uh, good luck with it. You getting it. Um, let's see how it goes. It's going to play out one way or another because, uh, 
someone eventually is going to take them to court and the judge is going to decide whether these rates are uh, reasonable or not. So good luck to him uh, coming out on top of that. Uh, I'm going to finish up with the low loader. Talked to the guys yesterday. They've worked with a hydraulic company and a hydraulic engineer. And they were told that the needle valve, that is the quote-unquote hold valve on a low loader, is grossly insufficient for that function. A, a safety-critical safety uh, issue, such as holding the weight of a bed up, should not rely on a shitty little needle pilot valve holding valve. And even worse, it damn sure shouldn't be located down at the valve body. Hydraulic load holding valves should always be mounted as close to the cylinder ports as possible. Very simple reason. If a hose blows, that hold valve will still maintain pressure in that cylinder and keep people from getting hurt. This low loader has no holding valves on the cylinders, has no holding valves down on the frame rails, and it doesn't even have the, uh, an actual load holding valve. It's just kind of a check valve with a little needle and a spring in there. So, any hose blows, that bed comes crashing to the ground. All right? If you look at Miller, Jardin, all their load holding valves are either mounted directly to the cylinders or mounted directly in between the two cylinders as close as they can be depending on if it's single function, dual function. So, if you back up the guy having all the hydraulic problems over and over again and having this bed fall down, um, each time that little needle valve, that weak little needle valve has been replaced, it temporarily fixed the problem. Well, little Mikey up there at uh, Detroit Record Sales, he tells another shop to add, add a holding valve. But he tells them to plumb it in down by the valve body. Again, what's the point? Yes, will it hold pressure in the lines as far as weight on the being, uh, being on the bed? Yes. But you've got probably 20 foot of lines at least that can blow at any point because hydraulic lines do blow. Um, sitting there, that could just let that bed crash down on anybody. Uh, damage the truck, damage the customer's car, injure somebody, come down on the driver. It's just extremely irresponsible not to spend another, get this, $250 on the truck to set it up with the proper hold valves mounted at the cylinders. Yes, that is what it is costing the company. $250 in new hold valves, and I believe they said two or two or four more like foot-long hoses to plumb it in at the cylinders. Okay, each cylinder is now going to have its own hold valve. Uh, on top of that, it was decided that the hold valve could not be mounted close enough to the cylinder with the cylinders in their present position, so the cylinders are having to be inverted. So the ports are all at the very bottom of the truck on the bottom mount by the. Uh, frame rail. I saw photos of the job starting to be done. I've not seen the, the uh, finished 
finished uh, product yet, but that second hold valve that little Mikey uh, told that shop to put in should never have been put in with the needle valve still in the controls itself. It should have been taken out. So does fucking little Mikey have any fucking idea what he's doing in the end? It, it, it sounds like he needs to probably uh, hire back some of the guys that uh, were doing a good job because he, uh, he's coming off like an idiot in this situation. Um, the guys that are getting their truck fixed, they have gotten a lot of help by two former Detroit Record Service um, employees who caught wind of what was happening, contacted the guy with the problems, and it has helped work him through it with the hydraulic engineer to get everything set up the way it is. So I am told I'm going to receive photos of the finished product when the truck is on the road, ready to go. Uh, that way it's available for anyone else with a low loader that doesn't want to get crushed. And, uh, Hey, uh, Hey little Mikey, maybe, uh, maybe if you're smart, you'll take a look at the photos and, uh, start doing things differently yourself. There is a reason these hold valves are put up by the cylinders. There's a reason they're being used. It's called safety, Mike. It's uh, it's a responsibility that some of us feel to our employees and our customers. And it just sounds pretty, uh, pretty stingy, pretty greedy, pretty selfish that uh, for $250 you, you're deciding to uh, pump out trucks that can... Uh, hurt or kill somebody at the very least cause damage at the very least be extremely unreliable like the truck uh with the issues we're talking about but uh anyhow that about wraps it up once that truck is completely fixed and they do send me photos i will post them on the facebook page so anyone else with a low loader can see the final fix all right i am done thank you